trusted for over 45 years to proudly bury everyone from that awkward coworker who always hides on the sides. I didn't write this correctly. That's why I'm. Who always like hides on the sides? Hello, how are you? Good day and salutations. Welcome to the Bloodlines Podcast, your one-stop shop for horrifying gambling stories and aggressively mediocre gambling advice on everything from surfing to Senegalese squash. I'm your host, Brad Kirschenbaum, and as always, I'm joined by diehard cat impersonator Tyler Hammock and supervised by a man absolutely soaking in swag, Producey Ali, the Sandro Man Godfrey. And we are brought to you today by Mortensen Mortuary with six locations in the tri-state area. Trusted for over 45 years to proudly bury everyone from that awkward coworker who always sends you their Christmas card to that aunt who always makes the creme brulee just a little too charred. Use promo code CHAR at checkout for 15% off in a box of matches. That is C-H-A-R at checkout for 15% off in a box of Mortensen Mortuary matches. Mortensen Mortuary, you've been killing them and we've been burying them since 1976 family owned and operated member fdic i hope you guys hear like wrigley scratching his collar at the most inopportune time in the background there oh i i love that i just just love knowing there's a doggy back there well he's Uh, he's on our logo so i feel like he has to be in the background every now and then this is true uh, with that, don't forget, you can uh, hop on a Twitter, follow us at Bloodlines Picks in case you'd like just a little bit more content from us. Uh, if you'd like to talk about the birds and the bees, have any questions or just funny jokes, emails, send them over to the Bloodlines Podcast at gmail.com. On today's episode, we will have some boom roasted. We're going to catch up on the weekend, give you guys a Bloodline Super Contest update, general picks. General picks. We will dive into a draft, a five-star recruit football draft, which Tyler will uh, speak a little more about once we get to that segment. Some Bloodlines 316, Thursday night trivia, and unhinged and then brad will wrap us up with anything we've missed that sounds like a big episode we're actually going to split it into two parts this week so don't you worry yeah and and we'll cut that segment off in there and yeah for the draft so that everyone can look forward to it um depending on timing we'll we'll probably be on the uh, thursday episode this week but with signing day coming next wednesday for college football the early signing period we are all going to draft our top colleges if we were the five-star recruit um so the top college campus atmosphere Everything that goes into the college life, uh, we will be arguing, debating our top picks um, and drafting those. So that will be our draft this week. Um, Yeah. So there we are. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, I think that's uh, it's very topical here to to do that. Um, Did you guys did you guys plant yourself in front of a TV and just watch football all day on Saturday or how much of the uh, how much of the action did you actually catch? So we were actually together for the first part of the day. So we watched the, uh, obviously, first of all, congratulations, congratulations, Coach Hammock, um, on winning the Maction title, as I predicted how many months ago. It was the perfect culmination to the fun ride. Um, So Ollie and I hung out and watched that game together. And then obviously that was at the same time as the Oklahoma State Baylor game, which I guess we can just kick it off there and start with that one. Um, Oh, I guess we'll hold off. We we have stuff in the way. Yeah, so we'll watch that one. I didn't catch the night games um, because I was at the Creighton game. So what what, I missed like all the Big Ten. Um, Okay, you didn't miss anything. I mean, it was Michigan. Michigan 
stepped on the gas, stepped on it a little bit further, and then just choked the life out of Iowa. Uh, it was glorious to watch. And what was the other night game? I'm trying to remember what the other one was. Um, it was the, the game. It was the oh gosh, what was it? It was the game that Brad you thought was the final football regular season. USC, game, USC and Wake Cal. Forest. And Pitt Wake Pitt Forest Wake was the night game. That's it. Yes. Yeah. Um, I mean, okay. So before oh, before we get going here, so uh, hey, actually speaking on topic of that SEC championship game, hey Brad, I don't know what was crushed faster on Saturday: the hopes and dreams of your Georgia to win an SEC bet, or your daughter's expectation of how scary Santa would be. Boom, roasted. <laughs> hey Brian Kelly. Uh, I haven't seen a fake Irishman get booted from his lands that quickly since Seamus McTiernan lost that basketball game in luck of the Irish. Boom. Roasted. Hey, Brian Kelly. Uh, something about an Irish goodbye. Boom. Roasted. <laughs> you know, I was thinking about the coaching changes this weekend, and I think Manny Diaz thought the scene in old school where Luke Wilson walks in and his wife getting gangbanged would have been better than how he was laid off from his job. <laughs> Boom. Roasted. And you said you didn't have any 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 animosity built said, up this weekend. I, I, I said I had one, you know. <laughs> <all that. laughs> well, the one packed a punch. There you go. Yeah, uh, and, uh, go ahead. What did you say? I was just waiting for Ali. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Preheat oven to 400 degrees. Brussels sprouts and bacon in 35, 40 minutes. Boom. Roasted. Preheat <laughs> oven to 350 degrees. Turkey in two hours, 30 minutes. Boom. Roasted. Preheat oven at 425 degrees. Cheesy potatoes in 18, 22 minutes. Boom. Roasted. <laughs> this is going to be your recipe segment. That's boom roasted. Uh, I will take it. Top notch. All we do is just evolve segments on this show. So we'll probably just end up giving out recipes here in a couple months. Yeah. Yeah. This is, uh, you're not wrong. Uh, speaking of Brian Kelly, you mentioned Brian Kelly. Did you guys see the his um, his like accent? His the the video that was putting on like a southern accent at oh yeah basketball game. Yeah, that was one of the most awkward impersonations I have ever heard because he he sounded like a guy who'd never been to the South or heard anybody from the South speak, but somebody said this is how they talk. Like that's the only explanation. He's there's he's clearly never heard a southern accent. I, I I enjoyed that, but I thought it was actually even funnier on Twitter. All of like the spinoffs that people did on like, what if he got the SEC uh, the or the USC job, and it was like this guy coming out of the water with like a super like <laughs> surfer bro accent, but with like an awful, um, you know, like clip of Brian Kelly's face on his body and being like, this is how he'd address him if he got the USC job. And those there were a bunch of those that were really funny. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't know. Did, what did you guys have any? type of uh perception of him that was he's a fraud or he just says what you want to hear or any any of pretty much what he's come out to become since taking the lsu job before any of this i mean i always just thought that he was kind of a piece of shit but i didn't think that he was a like a fake but why was uh, he a piece of shit uh i mean that was just the a, that was how I felt, like just generally speaking about him. B, I'm generally 90, speaking, generally speaking, I'm 98% sure that he was the head coach uh, when they had that kid fall off of the lift uh, and die, and they handled that mediocre at best. Mm -hmm. 
I don't remember yeah. that scenario. Yeah, it's this was a while back. Um, I'll do a little fact check on myself there, but uh, I don't know. He always he seemed like he seemed like honestly a bigger asshole version of Bo Pelini. He just won more games. He was the epitome of like if Bo had won more games, he would have kept coaching here. But he just like he I haven't heard anything good about him. And the fact that none of his coordinators or coaches are coming with him says a lot. Oh yeah, that 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 is incredibly true. And obviously, actions speak louder than words. And that that last sentence kind of sums up what those closest to him think about him. Um, and it's I, I I guess I just personally did not know that that I know that he wasn't universally liked, but I, I my perception was that just was just because he was the Notre Dame head coach, and not many people like Notre Dame because it's such a love hate school. Um, but I mean, he he is. He looks like such an idiot after that video. I mean, that was he's a complete fraud. He's a, just a complete fraud. The thing is, it doesn't matter because it's LSU and it's the SEC and it's Tiger Stadium and it's, you know, all of that on a Saturday night. Like recruiting will be fine. He's still going to win a ton. Yeah. Um, I just I didn't really know too much. Like even him leaving Cincinnati, it was just like, oh, he's taken the dream job at Notre Dame. Um, but yeah, he looks like an asshole now. That's for sure. Yeah, I uh, <clears throat> I don't know. Uh, I, I, I don't really have a whole lot of, uh, I don't know if we'll have a lot of good things that I think about him. So that's, that's the end of that. I like LSU though. And I'm sad for LSU that they now have a head coach. I don't like, uh, because LSU has always kind of been kind of a soft spot for all Nebraskans after the college world series. Everybody's always, yeah, I think that there's a large contingent of Nebraskans that probably consider LSU. their like their quote sec team. If they had to pick one. Um, yeah, I'd say that's true. And, but now it's just, nah. I'm good. Yeah, well, we'll definitely get talk. I, I don't want to dive too much into uh, opinions on just schools in general because we're going to be talking about um, a lot of these schools in our draft here a little bit later yeah. on. Um, but you did. We were talking about Cincinnati, which is where Brian Kelly was before Notre Dame. Um, Brad, you want to talk a little bit about just is anybody really excited that they're in or is it just like they're there? Um, what are you feeling about it? So I'm cautiously optimistic. I like I like the fact that since he's in, what I don't want this to be is it turns into the litmus test, and they say you know no G5 schools should ever get in. Um, I, I they're 13 and a half point underdogs against Bama. I mean, talent wise, Bama is far and away more talented than them. Even whatever the recruiting rankings say, I, I think Bama's probably got more four and five stars on their bench than Cincinnati has on the entire team. I just I, I'm worried that they're going to get smoked and everybody's gonna be like, see, they didn't deserve to be in. It's like, no, it's just that's just how it is. Uh, you know, there's there's a lot of teams that would get smoked by Bama. Nebraska would Nebraska would play them to, you know, like a two point game that we'd somehow lose at the at the last second. But Cincinnati, uh, I'm, I'm happy they made it in. I'm glad that they kind of broke the glass ceiling, proverbially speaking. But it's I, I'm curious to see what this is going to mean uh, for the group of five schools who would try to get all the group of fives getting, you know, eaten up here because since he's going to be in the Big 12 soon. Yeah, I understand the question. The thing is, with the factor that plays into this the most is the expansion of the playoff. Mm -hmm. um, so I think regardless going forward, as long as there is an undefeated or top one loss team, I almost think, think it, it won't be, but I think in its own de facto way, it'll be that um, automatic qualifier for the group of five um like they'll always get one team into that top 12 don't you think or no 
Yeah, well, I, I guess there's there there no. I guess I can't say no. You can't. There's no guarantee. But as long as there's a undefeated or a one loss, I would think they're in every time. There's going to be a G5 team every time if if we get a 12 team playoff, which we will, because uh, a 18 playoff just is even better for the SEC than a 14 playoff. They'll get five teams into an 18 playoff. Mm-hmm. Uh, quick reaction, Alessandro. How do you feel about that line? Alabama minus 14. Um, against Cincinnati, and then the other uh, playoff. I just had it pulled up here. What was it? For Michigan, it's seven and a half. Oh, is it, is it up to nine now? Yeah, Michigan nine, Georgia, Georgia minus nine, or Alabama minus fourteen. What are you thinking? Uh, shit, I would Alabama minus fourteen, and I would take Michigan there. Yeah, I'm yeah man, take Mich- Michigan plus nine. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I think Michigan's defense is very, very salty. Um, and I, I think that's going to be a closer game. Um, I, I actually already took, I got, uh, the Bama line at 13 and a half earlier this morning and I took it minus 13 and a half. I just, mm-hmm. I, I, I don't see, I just, I have a hard time seeing since keeping up with Bama. This is just a totally different ball game. I mean, I know they beat Notre Dame, but Notre Dame isn't even on the same plane as, as Bama. We saw that a couple of years ago in the playoff. One or not, and even God, they look at think about this here. So the Georgia Michigan over under. Have you guys seen this? Take a guess of what you think the over under is going to be in this game. I bet it's forty five. Shit. All right. Well, it's forty four. That was okay. like wildly close. Congratulations. Wow. Um, I, I that felt like wildly low to me. I guess just yeah, they both have great defenses, so that is that's that's it, it's the defense. Yeah, strength. for sure. Uh. Yeah, I'm going off. So I'm taking a look at the uh, the composite rankings for the last. So 24 seven sports does a like a talent ranking, essentially taking all your recruiting classes and uh, compiling all of them and basically saying this is the most talented team in the country based upon recruiting rankings over the last few years. And it's actually a really good predictor of, you know, success over the course of a season. Um, Alabama is the most talented team in the country. Georgia's two. Ohio State's three. Uh, Clemson, LSU, and Oklahoma are four, five, six. The common denominator there is all new starting quarterbacks. Although I guess you could say the same with Bama and Ohio State. Anyway, you go down the list. Uh, so Bama's one, Georgia's two, Michigan is fifteen, which is not too far off, um, and uh, fifty-four is Cincinnati. Mm. Uh, just to give you some context, that's a spot behind Memphis, a spot behind Illinois. Um, yeah, so I, talent-wise, it's just, you know, you can be as well-coached as you want. I mean, you could have Nick Saban coach a bunch of eight-year-olds, but if they're playing against, you know, people that are just bigger, faster, and stronger, it's not really going to matter. That, that's, a, that's a very interesting point that you bring up. Um, conveniently, I have, when I because when I was preparing for our draft, I pulled up this year's, or this, like, upcoming year's recruiting rankings. Mm-hmm. Cincinnati's number 20. Yeah, they're nice year. So... And that that leads me to the another topic that you wanted to talk about is Fickle's job security and not only security of people in Cincinnati wanting him, but vice versa, him wanting to stay there. Um, you bring up an interesting topic is, as I've talked about way too often on this podcast, I think Maction is as successful as it is because of the state of Ohio. Um, it's one of the most under underappreciated recruiting beds in the country. So, Brad, you want to make an argument for why you think he might stay there? Is this pending success in the playoff, or do you genuinely think, since they're joining the Big 12, he's not going to consider some of the other jobs that are out there? I think because they're joining the Big 12, it, I don't think it makes a lot of sense. If 
you know, he's a Midwestern guy. He's got like 47 kids. Uh, he doesn't seem like somebody who really is dying to move. And I think that this makes a lot of sense to stick around. He's going to a power five conference. They're going to have a guaranteed bid in, in a 12 team playoff. And Ohio is one of the best recruiting states in the entire country. There's a reason that when they, people talk about coaching jobs, Ohio State's always towards the top of the list. Yeah, it's resources, but they're the only Power Five team in a incredibly talent-rich state. Yeah. So that's like yeah, kind mm-hmm. of a given. Like it's just it's sort of a no-brainer for him to Did, stay. Mm-hmm. I think it's great. I like. I think it's really good if um, if there's two great Ohio teams. Uh, and I think it actually helps. I mean, it helps the Big Ten level the playing field a little bit if Cincinnati can, you know, poach some of these Ohio recruits, some of these four stars that just are guaranteed to go to Ohio State every single year. It's like, well, maybe not. Mm, fair. I would argue that in the Big Ten, we need the we need Ohio State to be Ohio State just for conference reputation <laughs> and um, just having an ounce of respect. Because let's be honest, uh, it, uh, this is kind of an anomaly this year with Michigan finally coming out of the woodwork and doing what they're doing. Um, Ohio State's really all the Big Ten has been able to hold its hat on. Yeah, Wisconsin's had a pretty nice decade, but they pretty much lose in the biggest moments repeatedly. Michigan State, same thing. They get smoked in the college football playoff. Ohio, Ohio State's just about all we have. Um, but I it's a it's an it's a very fair point. Um, Cincinnati is, as you you say, it's. I mean, Cincinnati is a big city in itself. Um, I don't know the exact. I would guess it's probably a couple million, two or three. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I think you might be disappointed by that number. You think it's a little? Is it lower? Yeah, I think it's a lot lower. Well, okay. I, I mean, Omaha is a little over one. I would think it's at least double that. No. Uh, Cincinnati's population is 310, 301,000 people as of 2019. Yeah. But okay. Whenever you look up those, that that don't, that doesn't even, I guess when I look at the cities, like when you talk about, when you, when I talk about Omaha, I say 1.1, I, that, that encompasses like all the suburbs. So So, whenever you look up these cities, doesn't it just only count like city proper? Total Omaha city. Go ahead. Total Metro area of Cincinnati is 2.2. 2.2 okay. boom okay so yeah just about there and that just and, it, and again it's just a great recruiting bed i mean there's so yeah. many good teams and i mean he's from columbus ohio that's where he was born he went to he went to high school or went to college there um it, it makes sense why you'd want to stay in the state you know it's not a bad argument um and it's just i just think that the the conferences are going to change so much over the next five ten years um big time but Yes. Uh, so I, I'd be surprised uh, to see him leave. Um, you uh, you brought up uh, recruiting. USC has five total kids committed. Is that right? Five total right now. Yeah. So yeah, I pulled up that Cincinnati at number two or number the number twenty in the country, which is better than all of the following teams: Oklahoma, Virginia Tech, Tennessee, Mississippi State, Oklahoma State, Florida, Wisconsin, UCLA, and four to forty-three spots better than Nebraska at sixty-three. And then yeah, USC was down at like eighty-eight or eighty-nine. They only had five kids signed. Um, is that but, still the case? That's as of right now. As of yeah, I was on Rivals like right now. I'll, I can look right now. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. It they is got 80, five kids, and they just got that five star that committed. 
Yeah, I mean, they'll be just fine. (laughs) Let's be honest. They're going to be, not only are they going to kill it, and even if it's a small recruiting class this year with 10 to 15 kids, I guarantee four of them will be a five-star somehow, and they'll get a bunch of four-stars, and then they'll just kill it in the transfer portal. Lincoln Riley is going to be, let's not, I don't want to talk too much about it because I I might want to draft USC later. Yeah. But, okay. um, um, another thing on the, on the flip side of the college football playoff championship race, um, Bama, my God, what a game the SEC championship game was. Bowen kind of laid it out pretty well that Stetson Bennett really wasn't going to be ready for the moment and did crumble in almost all of the key moments. Um, and that means that listeners, I had quite a few people reaching out, thought Bowen was hilarious. Maybe it was just the accent or the fact that he couldn't stop drinking during the whole thing. Uh, but I thought he was a riot and we're going to bring him back in a couple of weeks um to talk about the uh college football semifinal um so that'll be super fun but he, yeah. he did a great job uh yeah, yeah he, they, he's awesome it he's was literally obvious as die hard as it gets it was obvious from the first snap um on george's offense i mean even though they weren't completely dead right off right you could tell that that sets and bennett just had no idea what was coming at him there no. um so yeah that was i mean it was pretty obvious right right off the bat so who do you think had a worse day? Uh, Georgia after their undefeated season. This is finally our year. We're going to take care of uh, Bama or Oklahoma State missing out on the college football playoff by an inch. They both. I mean, it, it, it's it's Oklahoma State because Georgia's still in the yeah. playoff. Georgia's yeah. probably still going to make the uh, the finals if, you know, I think that Michigan has a chance to beat them, but I'd say Georgia and Alabama are going to have a rematch. Um, yeah. Oklahoma State had a chance for the billionth time in Oklahoma State history to make a national championship type situation and blew it at the end of the season. Man, I mean, they had, but we were watching it and counting pretty specifically. They had nine plays in the last like three and a half minutes. Mm-hmm at the one yard line. Um, one of, I mean, at, at least one of, yeah, one, definitely the play that was called the touchdown, got reviewed, brought back to the half yard line. Um, and it, it just, it, I, I love, um, what's his name as a coach, but if you cannot coach any kid, I do not care who you are. If you can't coach a kid to take a snap from under center and do a QB sneak, and you have to run from the one yard line, a shotgun or a pistol, it, you are just you're you're an absolute failure to your team because that is it, it we've seen it time and time again in the last 2 3 4 years as these offenses keep evolving especially at the college level where sometimes these kids are never taking a snap from under center and when they get down to the goal line you're just you're backing your team up 5 yards the second the ball snapped when all yeah. you need to do is gain 6 inches and it absolutely killed them yeah, no momentum going into the end zone. It's yeah, you got you got to be able to practice that a little bit. You have to, even if it's the backup, just dedicate yeah. a backup. Something. Yeah, like one guy who's just like, okay, you know, we're gonna run the ball, but like you yeah. knew you were gonna do that anyway, so fine. Or just be Matt Nagy and run the Wildcat five times a game, or run the Wildcat to try to pull the team offside. Kids, don't take that advice. Do not be Matt Nagy in anything. If anybody says, hey, what you just did reminds me of Matt Nagy, stop doing it. To be honest, I've done pretty well not 
like using this as my venting session for the bears lately. Um, so I just, I think I should deserve some credit for that. Um, and I'm not going to right now. We're going to, I'm going to keep it. I'm, I'm pretty much just compiling a postseason rant where I'm going to want like maybe eight minutes just to get out a lot of things. Um, but I'm waiting to see how the season evolves. Um, but speaking of, of, of things that evolve that, uh, we're not we're not very good at predicting the future here. Um, we've we've been notoriously known Brad picking Georgia to win the SEC crumbling fashion. I've lost hundreds of bets on here already in crumbling fashion. Um, I picked Sam Hartman. Brad went with Bo Nix midseason for long shots for the Heisman. They failed right away. I bring up that the Lions are going to go 0-16-1. They win the very next week. So I thought I could potentially bring up a new jinx. So I'm going to ask the two of you to pick one out of the next four of these bets that I found. Michigan to win the college football playoff at seven plus 750. Cardinals, Arizona Cardinals to win the Super Bowl at plus 750. The Green Bay Packers to win the Super Bowl at plus 750. Or the Buffalo Bills to win the Super Bowl at plus 800. What was the third one? Packers. I mean, so, I like the Packers won the best. So they're pretty much pretty much imagine they're all at eight to one, seven and yeah, a half, they, eight to one. Michigan to win the title, Cardinals, Packers, Bills to win the Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean, I I think I I still like your pick of the Packers to win the Super Bowl, uh, which I know may be a reverse jinx, but uh, I I, I actually think that's a really good pick. It's what I'm looking for, Sandro. I mean, obviously, right? Yeah. Packers nice. won the Super Bowl. All right, we got a clean sweep. Clean sweep, which means the jinx is official. Let's go. Fade That's the pod, guys. Fade That's the what pod. I was looking for. Yeah, so we're all in on the Packers to win the Super Bowl. Yeah, plus is... 750. I, I actually put $10 on them um, uh, about a month ago. Um, I think it was 15 to 1, and I'm definitely putting another 10 down now. All right, cool. We're good. We're all in there for that jinx. Um, oh, shit. I'm just realizing that. that... I'm, this is for the jinx. So this yeah. now now they're gonna fuck it up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh my god, no! Uh, too late. It's, a, be a it's part been of recorded. Yeah. It's I been recorded. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then uh, oh, speaking of things that uh, we're fucking up. So when when you're at, I, I I thought I'd bring up this question because um, I'm home alone for the week. Um, the missus is gone for working for the week and is out of town. So, um, I, I always, I like, like I've said many times, I like my me time. Um, when I was a kid, I even liked my me time. The kids find the parents finally give you the freedom to have the, you know, the house to yourself for the night or two nights when you're in high school, whatever it may be. Um, so I thought I'd ask you guys when you have the night to yourself, it's all you, whether this is back in, you know, high school or now today, what is your perfect night? What are you doing to most perfectly enjoy your evening by yourself? Um, I'm probably like now, I mean, I am, I'm just so excited to just go to bed at like a very normal time. I'm not staying up late, like kid or no kid. Like if Alex leaves town, um, if, you know, I, obviously if she's, let's say she's gone, I'm at home with Lena. Like I'm not even like trying to get people to come over. I'm like, I am going to get her down. Uh, I might pop, you know what I'll do? Cause I feel stupid when I do it with other people around. I've got an Oculus. It's great. It's super fun. Uh, but you look real stupid when you're doing it. You don't want anybody else to really see you doing it. 
but it's very, very fun. Uh, so I'll probably put Pop the Oculus on for like an hour and a half and then um, drink some whiskey and go to bed. The end. Or tequila. Brad, that's, Brad, that's, that's actually been a very popular... I have a VR as well. It's a PlayStation yeah. one. But it's actually been a pretty popular move on my part when I'm on dates. And girls want to come back, I tell them about VR, ask what they've ever played, and they're all like... For the vast yeah. majority of the part, they're really interested in trying it out. It's and super fun. It's really cool. Yeah. I, uh, I love it. Every once in a while, like, I'll just, I'll pop an edible and let that hit. And then you can just, like, go roam around in a field and, like, look at the stars and that. And it's like, yeah, this is this is pretty sweet, too. I'm uh, I, I'm somewhere else entirely. But otherwise, yeah, I can see, the, I can see girls being pretty intrigued by that. Yeah, but that's a, that, that's a good night. Usually when my, when my brother's away. And I'm just trying to have a chill night. A lot of times I gravitate towards just getting a shit ton of food from Taco Bell, mm -hmm. coming back, spreading it all out on the coffee table, pop on a movie, eat T-Bell, maybe uh, pull out the pen a little bit, and I'm on my way. Nice and chill. I usually try not to have people over yeah. to try to do anything when I finally get the place to myself. Now, when I was younger, Tyler... When parents went away, it was always myself and my brothers. And, I mean, we would just run amok all around the house. <laughs> That's for damn sure. It was like playing playing games inside the house, like video yeah, play, games play, or like play, Beanie play. Baby Wars. Oh, everything. You name it, we, we would do it. Inside, outside the house, video games, sitting, sitting at the PlayStation playing Test Drive 4, Crash Bandicoot for hours and hours. Ooh. On. Crash Bandicoot. Yeah. Sure. I was rocking a lot of Tony Hawk back in the day. That would be the night, like five, six hours of Tony Hawk, Tony Hawk 3 on the uh, GameCube. Ooh, Ooh GameCube. GameCube. I'm, I'm, I would say PS2 was the most I played Tony Hawk. The, game, the GameCube? I, I never had a GameCube, but anytime I would have to go to Target with my mom, I would post up in front of that, like the free GameCube. Yeah. Or and I would oh, just yeah. play Sonic on GameCube the whole time mom was shopping around Target. And that was just <laughs> oh, like, that was the move. I beelined it to that GameCube. GameCube was an awesome console. And I actually, um, this is this is a real side tangent, but made a decent chunk of change off of, uh, and do you guys know what NBA Top Shot is? <laughs> Only because of you. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Ali, are you familiar with it? No. It's a stupid NFT thing. It's like it's it's NFT trading cards essentially for the NBA. And I found out about it right before it got huge and, um, you know, made, made a little coin off of it and bought myself a Nintendo Switch with the uh, with the earnings. And uh, that's a really fun thing to have. Like, it's just they, they remastered all the old Nintendo games. They've got the old GameCube games on there. Play all the old Mario's do the whole do the whole dance. It's it's great. And you can pack it up and travel with it. So if I'm on the road for work and I'm somewhere like Kent, Ohio for a week. It's like, yeah, I know I got something to do. Nice. Like speaking that. of speaking of Kent, Ohio, to bring it all the way back to college football, they're the they're they're dead last in the recruitings this year, recruiting rankings. Which is shocking to me. And mm -hmm. you know, maybe I'm spoiling a sleeper, potential sleeper pick here in terms of places that I would visit. But yeah. I think I mentioned this. Kent State has an enormous 
concentration of incredibly attractive women. <laughs> I've, heard, uh, I've heard you say this more. It is something that I will say over and over and over again about Kent State. They've got the second best design school in the country for fashion. And it just attracts gorgeous, gorgeous women from all over the place. And I mean, these these football players have got to be like, this is this is fantastic. This is I didn't realize what I was signing up here. I, you know, I, I they, they're probably just excited to play at Dick's Field. But ultimately, <laughs> what they're coming for is, is something different. Just another reason to go to Maction. Yep. Maction on Tuesday nights and definitely on Friday nights. Uh, so the what? Wait, what's your? Did you tell tell us your home alone? Like, what's your plan for the week here with uh, with Anna out and out in old Europe? Um. Yeah. So I, I answered it as I was thinking about it as like what I actually I'll probably still do this exact same thing. Um, what I like to do is I like to just get chicken fried rice and like egg rolls and watch usually like the Italian job or some action movie like that. That was my definitely go to in high school. Um, now I'll probably still I'll probably get Chinese takeout one night <laughs> um, and then yeah movies at night definitely um, there's definitely other things I'm I have going on but um, I j- it's 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 December it's definitely the time of year Christmas vacation is gonna get played at least probably three four times in the next seven days no and i have all this because when i come home usually we're we would like cook together or we'll you know we'll we, we have a lot we'll, we do our peloton on and off and usually we're like working out around the same times and walking the dogs there's just so many things we do together usually so now yeah. i have all this free time i'm really not disciplined enough to continue having all of those good habits that her and i have created together so i'll probably just like revert back to watching movies and and I'll still get on the Peloton maybe once, but um, yeah, so that's probably what I'll do. Probably watch the Italian job in Christmas movies and um, hang out with the pups. That's about it. Cool. But yep. All right. Well, um, should we should we talk about the super contest here? I don't see why not. Yeah, we can knock that out. Yeah, Ali, do you want to you want to brief us on where we stand in the super contest? I can do it real quick because I have it okay. pulled up, actually. Um, so we sit currently, at, again, as we expected. Actually, Brad, we made a nice little comeback. So we have a three-way tie at first. Yep. Um, after Brad and I both had two-in-one weeks, the girls went one and two. So we are all sitting at five and four with good old producee Sandro sitting at three and six after, yeah, his, I think, third straight one-and-two weekend. Yeah, uh, not worried at all. Not worried. Hey, this is the same this, thing that happened last time. Exactly. This is yeah. this is where he's I just, want. He's just, yeah. You're you're just you're sandbagging a little bit here. Yeah. Mm. The only difference, Ollie, that you have to remember is you don't you can't count on Brad and I being idiots and betting thirteen games. Yeah. Anymore, like we're all set at three. So if you fall too far behind, there's only there's only so much ground we can give you back each week. If if you if you get what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm not worried. Yeah, he he knows how to to do math, apparently. (laughs) And he's just still counting on us still being idiots, which is pretty predictable. Yeah, it is. Um, 
But uh, all right, I'll start with mine here for this week. Um, it was something that I politely did not force you all to listen to me rant on, which is the Bears this weekend. Um, back about the Cardinals and now looking forward to Roger Goodell being an absolute tyrant um, in forcing us to watch Bears Packers on Sunday Night Football. Whether it's going to be shitty Andy Dalton coming off of four interceptions and an offensive line that doesn't want to block for him or or Justin Fields with a couple of bruised ribs who really should not be playing. This team's just an absolute joke. It's a dumpster fire. We're on to like the backups, backups on defense. And we have like, I would say a bottom, bottom five GM in the NFL. There's nobody left. This team is, it's just absolutely embarrassing. And the Packers are definitely starting to, I mean, let's be honest. We, we've hit this like dead period of the NFL almost where there's a lot of, there's a lot of injuries. A lot of top quarterbacks are down these, these little bye weeks of backups in here. It, it's time for all these teams to really start picking it up and focusing on the playoffs, getting all these things fixed and right. It, what a great spot for the Packers to do that at home against the shit show that is the Chicago Bears. So I'm going to take them, the Packers, minus 12 and a half. Um, I'm going to take the Bengals at home. They're getting one point. Um, so I, I lost on them this weekend. I didn't think they would lose to the uh, San Diego Superchargers, but they did. Um, I, I, I cannot figure the Chargers out this year. No matter which side I'm on, they end up winning the other, uh, or the other side hits. So, um, but I'm gonna I'm gonna say that the Bengals do not lose two straight weeks at home. Um, so I'll take them plus one. And then in the Cowboys football team game, I'm gonna take under 48 and a half. Um, kind of back to still loving the Cowboys defense with Dan Quinn backwards hat. Um, Divisional game teams know each other. I do love Taylor, Taylor Heineke, um, but with uh, the injuries on the Cowboys offense and then the football team's defense getting a little bit healthier, I'm going to go with that under at 48 and a half. Nice. All right. Dolly? Yeah. Okay. I'll jump into mine. Start with the last regular season college football game of the year. Army Navy, uh, taking Army minus seven and a half. Uh, uncle's a West Point grad. So my uncle, cousins, aunts, my folks, they're all going to be at the game. And some of the Godfrey clan can get very, very, very loud. And uh, I think they're going to, you know, those people will help push along Army to, uh, to a nice blowout win over Navy. Ravens-Browns taking over 42 and a half. I think it's going to be... There's going to be some nice offensive uh, play here on the ball. I think final score, 27-24. Going to go Browns on this one. Oh, I love uh, it. Calling out the shot. And going to take Cowboys. Uh, Tyler, you just talked about Cowboys a little bit, but I'm going to take them minus four over the football team. Nice. But, um. I've got the uh, Raiders Chiefs under 48 and a half. Uh, I think that we get one more week of value of people not realizing how good the Chiefs defense is. Uh, they've been they've been holding a lot of teams under two touchdowns uh, the last few weeks. And I think that uh, I think they keep the Raiders way down. Uh, I've got the J.E.T.S. Jets, Jets, Jets plus five and a half against the Saints. Uh, Jets are at home. Going to be some weird weather this weekend. It's supposed to be very cold uh, <clears throat> in the Midwest, which usually translates to some chilly weather out 
uh, out on the East Coast. And I, I think this is going to be a low-scoring game that, that ends up staying tight. The Jets are kind of not a disaster, but like a little bit of a disaster. I think they can keep it close enough with the Saints because the Saints don't exactly have a lot going on here. And then uh, Bengals and Niners. I just a hard time seeing either of these offenses really looking good right now. Jamar Chase has got something going on with him. And the Niners without uh, without Debo Samuel just seem like a very, very different team. So I think that's going to be a real slog um, offensively there. We're going to we're going to stick. We got unders and dogs this week. Yeah, we do. Definitely. All right. Uh, and for the girls, um, my plus one is going to take the Titans. Who I actually didn't look up who the Titans are playing. Who do the Titans have this weekend? Is Titans minus nine and a half. I thought the Panthers, maybe? <clears throat> Against the Jaguars. Jets. Jaguars. I knew Titans, it was a cat. Titans, uh, I knew it was a cat. Eight and four Titans. Uh, eight and four <laughs> Titans at home against the two and ten uh, Jaguars. That is her pick. Boys, uh, yours. Nine Toe Jones has selected uh, the Kansas City Chiefs minus nine and a half against the Raiders. You talked about that game a little bit already. Don't hate the pick. Uh, I think that they're going to keep that uh, keep that defense rolling along. Uh, so I, I I respect it. And my plus one of the week is my uh, younger brother. While I can't say I agree with it, I asked him for a pick, and he sent me three consecutive texts that just said Lions for sure, lock of the week. So <laughs> Lions plus eight versus the Broncos. I okay. actually, I actually kind of love that because it's only an eight point line. Um, yeah, I don't hate that at all. It, that seems sneaky low, considering they have to go to they have to go to Denver um, against a a six and six Broncos team that is well in the playoff hunt. Is in this is an absolute must win for the Broncos. I would think this would be a much bigger. And I just pulled up the Lions uh, injury report and all of the players they could possibly show on the ESPN app. It just says out 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 out. So um, all right, I'm I'm excited to see Jared Goff and the Fighting Lions. Um, do it back to back weeks. That'll be awesome. Nice pick. Yeah, that's great. Uh, <clears throat> should we? Uh, okay, so that's so. Sandro is what are you two strokes back right now? Uh, but so all it takes is one good week and uh, one bad bad week from us. The girls are just consistent. They're just chugging along. Uh, so we can't expect them to fall off. But Tyler and I, you can probably you can lean on for a minute. Guaranteed, we'll yeah. we'll have some zero and three weeks coming up here. There's no yeah. doubt about that. Yeah. <clears throat> All right, yeah, and that's going to do it for the Super Contest. Definitely really close with Sandro at three and six. All of us tied up at the top, five and four. Um, everybody, you can follow us on Bloodlines Picks to get all of those on Twitter. Um, I won't go through and read them all off again, but make sure you're following us on Twitter so you can see all of those Bloodlines Picks that we will release on uh, Tuesday morning. So this morning when you're reading it. And that is actually going to be the wrap of our Tuesday episode. Um, uh, make sure that you come back and join us for the Thursday episode where we will do our five-star football recruit draft where Producey Sandro and co-host Brad and Tyler will um, go through their list of ranking their top picks for where they would go if they were the top recruit in the nation. And then, of course, we'll go through uh, Ollie's dating life with Unhinged. Um, and then a little bit of Thursday Night Trivia, Bloodlines 316, um, and all that fun stuff. So looking forward to having you guys back on Thursday. See you then.